What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and on this episode of Network and Spill, we're doing a really fun hashtag The Spill episode and I've got somebody very special on from Dallas, Texas. And I'm really pumped about this conversation because this is going to be great for you, whether you are entrepreneurial based, whether you're spiritual based, whether you are in corporate, whether you're in school or grad school, um, whatever doesn't matter where you are, this conversation will apply to you. Um, all right, let's go ahead and bring Brian in. All right, Dr. Brian McAldry, welcome. Hello, guys. Thank you so much, Whitney, for having me on. I'm excited to deliver the value today, and hopefully you guys get some information, take some notes, and uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to, to Whitney as well. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so let's start with I already said that you're in Dallas. Let's start with what it is that you do. Yeah, so I am, in short, I am a holistic health and life coach. Um, I do have my doctorate in pharmacy, so I'm a pharmacist as well, um, but I've transitioned out of the practice of pharmacy. But everyone asks, hey, like, do you still use your degree? It's like, yes, I still use the health knowledge that I've grasped. Um, I'm just more on the preventative side now of health and wellness. And um, I think it's so important now, imperative that we focus and hone in on that now. So in short, that is what I, I do in my title. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So I think it's interesting. And, and you know, somebody is probably like, Whitney, why are you having a life coach on your show if you're a life coach? But uh -huh. these conversations are really, really important. And life coaching is really broad. And that's why it's important to have conversations with people kind of all over the, um, I guess, the spectrum of, of coaching, because I've spoken with business coaches, I've spoken with nutrition and wellness coaches, I've I focused on, um, I had a conversation with a fitness coach, actually based in Dallas. She's amazing. Mm. Yoga people. I mean, I've had all kinds of people on this show and different backgrounds. And there has definitely been a focus on my show with the health and wellness aspects of things, especially, you know, right now we're in the beginning of the year. Um, we're just getting into Q2. Things are getting going. People are excited. Everyone's trying to get their summer bod. And we talked a lot at the beginning of the year on fitness and really how to incorporate um, a fitness routine and just how to make sure you're making time for it. Cause everybody's super busy, but I love that you are a pharmacist and obviously I'm sure that information takes a lot of work and background and details that you're able to use in your actual business. And I do not do that. Right. And a lot of people on the show I've spoken to do not have that background. So your background is unique. Um, and I also think it's important to say, I really enjoy your social media account because you kind of take us on a journey of, you know, you working out and you going and what you're eating and then, but it's not annoying or overwhelming. It's just like, this is just you doing your thing. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that. So I do want to talk about how you kind of got from, one place to the next is like, cause now you're full-time entrepreneur coaching, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Exactly. 
this is an interesting question and, and something that I get a lot of times. And I think the biggest question that I always get is like, how in the world did you do it? And why did you go to so much school? And you just decide that you want to do this. So background information from me, guys, I am from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, was had a blessing to be raised by two wonderful parents. I had a two-parent household, and there's just some people that aren't as fortunate to have that, and I was blessed with that. But in that, in that kind of situation, I uh, both my parents were, you know, corporate esque. My mom owned her own business, you know, tapped down from her her dad. And the reason I'm telling you this is, you know, back in you know early '90s when the parents asked, "What do you want to do?" And there's not that many options. It's like, what does success look like back then is different than what success looks like now of how to, how to get there. And it was like, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to, you know, be a businessman? And that was kind of it. And, you know, I kind of was thrown into the fire of school and I was like, well, I guess I like science. And <laughs> there, there it happened. I guess I'll, I'll be a doctor. So that's kind of in short how I got to the the science field of choosing my my profession very early. Um, fast forward to high school, I kind of went through this journey of wanting to be a physician. Went to a summer camp at Georgetown University up in D.C. and I saw blood for the first time and heard how long it was going to take. And I was like, no, I need to find a different route. So I want to enjoy life a little bit. And um, from there, I said, well, what's the best next best thing? And I had a mentor that was a pharmacist that was doing well for himself. Uh, he actually went to Morehouse College, where I graduated from, and it uh, seemed like he was you know, making an impact. And that's kind of where my decision to pharmacy went. But there was a point in my matriculation in pharmacy school where I, I just didn't feel like I was helping anybody necessarily because I had to go through my own transformation. Uh, growing up in Alabama, I didn't have the best uh, healthy lifestyle. Um, as many people may know or listening on this podcast, being from the South, I mean, we cook and eat whatever. And um, yeah, I just didn't seem like I was exemplifying what a healthcare professional should be. And in that, I went through my own body transformation, uh, coached myself, got into a men's physique kind of bodybuilding competition, best shape of my life. And that was during an intense grad school um, curriculum. And many people ask, well, I'm too busy. I can't do it. I'm in school now. I've got work. And actually, it enhanced my, my grades. It enhanced my performance. It enhanced my memory. And that's when I, a light bulb hit me. I was like, well, why am I studying all these medications to go out into the field where, you know, our number one problem is chronic disease and in my own community as an African-American male and our females out there, we are the top of the list when it comes to these disease states. And every time when we're going through a disease state in pharmacy school and when I got out even, it was touching on prevention. Oh, behavioral changes, lifestyle changes. And we see it all the time. And everyone knows this, right? Everyone knows this, but there's still no change. Our decline in our health state um, even if you don't deal primarily with chronic disease now, because maybe you're listening and you're a millennial, um, you're creeping up into your you know, early 30s, and, or maybe you're older. You know, it, it just, whatever time point you're, you're coming into your, uh, what wellness and health looks like for you, you've got to pay attention and not be reactive, but proactive. So uh, to answer your question directly, Whitney, um, 
that's kind of my journey of how I got to entrepreneurship. And I hired my first business coach. Um, and that was the first time I ever invested a four figure number in myself. And from then on, it just got me into this mindset that, uh, there's no excuses. There's literally no excuse for uh, me not to help people and go all in. I was already helping people before um, I went full time in my business. And I said, well, what if I gave all of my time? And that's when it took off. And, and I now see time as value. I see time as an asset. And, you know, I don't want to live my life necessarily trading time for money. So if I can enhance my time, then to me personally, I'll bet on Brian all day. And um, that's kind of how I got to where I am now. Awesome. That's a pretty interesting journey. And I do want to backtrack a little bit to when you were talking about how making time for working out, making time for Mm -hmm. your health and for yourself and all of that made you more productive and got you better grades Mm -hmm. and was able to do that for you. And I definitely want to know more because I feel like a lot of people listening are going to be like, "Mm, how, (laughs) right? Everybody wants to know how, because it definitely doesn't always feel or look like it would do that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. And I I get this question a lot too. And that's perfectly valid that people feel that way. Um, But when you think about it, I always, you know, pose a question, well, you've got to eat and people are like, well, yeah. And you have at least an hour a day. Yeah. Um, And you have to sleep. Well, yes. Um, some form or fashion, whatever, you know, kind of rim deep sleep you get into, whether that's three or four hours or whether that's six or seven, it doesn't really matter. But there's three primary things that you have to do to live. And that's just how I looked at it. I was like, well, if I just plan my meals out, do the best I can and bring my stuff with me. And I'm always, because I I did have a busy schedule. So uh, I did have to kind of have everything with me, even though I have a different method of doing that now. Um, and I literally just stayed on track and, and what that allowed me to do is not stress about what I'm going to eat next. It didn't allow me to, um, you know, overstudy necessarily. And I forget to eat, um, and the gym or exercise in whatever form or fashion that was uh, actually allowed me to, you know, break free of, um, the stress that was holding me down with the curriculum or, you know, if you're in a, a job place now where you're stressed, that was a, f- a free time, like a space for me. And I enjoyed it. Um, and, and that's really the simplicity of it. And I think we're getting so complex with wellness and health now that it just, it's just one of those things that it, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And um, that's really kind of, how, how I did it, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So for those of us who have a hard time, I feel like a lot of people who are busy have a lot of things going on. Their mind is going a million miles an hour. They've got a to-do list from here to Tibet. It's just very difficult for them to grasp really turning all of that off putting everything Mm -hmm. down and going back to the basics, going back to scheduling, going back to sort of maybe planning ahead or planning their meals or shopping in bulk or whatever that means. Um, How would you maybe speak to that? Like just getting rid of the noise, getting rid of the, the complexity, I guess, but also just everybody's ripping and running. And when you're going (laughs) 90 miles an hour, it's really hard to stop 
a vehicle, right? When you're going, I mean, I've done it um, illegally many, many times. <laughs> when you're going fast, it's very yeah. difficult to slow down, even with the best brakes. Exactly. And it, it can be to the point where it's like, well, why slow down? Because we have to get to that next place. We're already running late, right? We're already this, we're already that. We already have so many things to do. We already have so many people asking for us to do X, Y, and Z. Like it's, it becomes very, I think, overwhelming for a lot of people to, to even think about just turning everything down, shutting everything off and going back to the basics. So what do you, what do you say to those folks? Yeah. I think my biggest thing is, is what is your end goal? Um, so break away from the complexity, break away from everything that you want now. What is the end goal? And the reason why I say that, and you can probably resonate with this is if just say your, your goal is to be a CEO of a company or to own your own business or to uh, progress and move up in your field, whatever that is, to finish that doctorate degree, to finish that master's degree, and you get to that end point and just say, and we're talking about health and wellness right now, that you weren't taking care of yourself. That degree won't matter because now maybe your family has to take care of you. Um, the, maybe you've got your own family of your own and you've got some kids, whatever that situation is for you. Now you achieve this highest level of success that you wanted, but yet now that you can't even um, function within that success and enjoy it because now your, your physical being, your mental state is so uh, construed and, and, and messed up that you're trying to now go back and rebuild that. And that's the biggest thing that I, I try to pose to people is, is okay. When you get to your ideal situation, right. When, and we see it all the time, we see, you know, high CEOs that are out of shape. We see doctors that are, that we shouldn't even be taking advice from. Um, we see pharmacists when we walk in and we're like, well, why should I listen to you? You know, we see these people that are quote unquote successful. And I think that's what we're constantly chasing is success. But if you don't have your physical being or even your mental state, because I connect the mind and the body, then none of that is going to matter at the end of the day, no matter how much money you have, no matter how many cars and where you live and who you have around, none of that's going to matter. So that's what I pose is, yeah, if you, what do you want? And, and that is how your life encompasses within this holistic approach to health and keeping yourself well overall. Um, and there's definitely strategies to do that, but that's what I really kind of tell those people that are kind of in that situation of, well, I've got too much to do. I'm too busy. Well, keep chasing this dream and goal and see what happens when you don't take care of and put yourself um, first and, you know, pour into yourself. When we go to a financial advisor, right? They tell us, Hey, pay yourself first. Um, you know, if you're faithful, pay your tithes, pay, and it'll come back to you. Like investing your health, like whatever that is for you. And I'm not saying go hardcore in the gym. If you don't want to do that, I'm not saying just do the little things, you know, make smarter decisions. If you do go out to eat, you know, enjoy, enjoy a cookie or a brownie at night. It doesn't really matter, you know, but don't eat the whole row, you know, just make smarter decisions and be more conscious. And I think what people don't, and I love to, you know, say this as well is think about the exponential value when we're talking, there's no math gurus maybe on here. Maybe there are, but when you have X to the one power, okay, we're right where we are. You have X to the two. Now you've just doubled. So if you're just constantly topping off everything, just the little things that you're doing at the end of the day, end of the month, end of the year, you're like, man, I don't know how I lost that weight. 
Or I don't know how I feel so good. I don't know how my life is improving. You know, it's just the little bitty things that you didn't think mattered at all. And I think that's the biggest struggle that I see is that we go all in so hardcore. It's like, man, I'm on 30 days, no sugar, no salt, no carbs. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? Like, why, why are you going so hard now? Because you're going to crash at the end of the 30 days and then you're going to go back. Like, what do I do? You know, so just the little things matter. And that's really uh, the big question I pose to people or the thought process. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. If you don't deal with it now, you're going to have to deal with it later. And I've had mm -hmm. that thought a few times when I look at people who are taking these drastic measures in their health because they physically have to, right? Their arteries are mm. clogged or their arteries are maybe 50% blocked and they can possibly get it down or get healthier by changing their diet and lifestyle. And it sucks when you're, I'm, I'm assuming, but I've seen people struggle with this when you're older mm. and you have to make these decisions <laughs> and these changes after you've been living an entire life doing the opposite. Like I can't imagine trying to go vegetarian or trying to taper down my sugar intake or my carbohydrate in intake or my whatever um, and increase my movement when mm. I'm at a certain age and I'm used to living a very sedentary lifestyle. I just can't imagine. It's way harder to make those changes when you're older than when you're younger. When you're older, you really don't give a shit. And I've seen people who, you know, when my grandma was a great example of this and she, she got in, in her ways and she was like, yeah, I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to eat X, Y, and Z uh -huh. and you can kiss my ass. She just yeah. didn't want to do it. She yep. just straight up was like, I've lived on this planet long enough to know that that is trash <laughs> and I don't want to eat it and I'm just not interested. And, you know, you can take that route, but you can also take a route that's going to prolong your life too and exactly. make those changes. It's, it's personal preference. Again, you know, none of this stuff is mandatory. You don't have to work out at all. You don't have to eat vegetables really at all. You don't have to take your, you don't have to do anything. Anything you don't want to do, you really don't have to do. But yeah. what you do have to do is deal with the consequences of your actions or inactions, right? That's just how the cookie crumbles. So exactly. I definitely think it's important to, to shift. If you can't look at it from one side of the coin, then look at it from the other. And that's well, what's going to happen. And I hate to say that because it does sound kind of negative to be like, well, think about what your life is going to be when your arteries are clogged. <laughs> it's kind of dim, right? And depressing. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, if you're eating bacon every day, what, what the hell do you think is your reality? It's not going to exactly. necessarily. And there are people who have argued with me before back when I was vegetarian and like dappled in veganism for like five minutes. And they were like, well, you know, my grandpa, he ate, you know, six pounds of bacon and lard and eggs and he fried and everything he ate was smothered and covered and he lived until he was 98. And I'm just uh -huh. like, okay, you know, there are people who argue that, but I, I do think that it, that's where the mind a piece comes into it too, because I do believe that that person who is 98 and eating absolute trash every day has a mindset to them that they are eating fine. And that, you know, nothing's really going to happen or, you know, they're in this like oblivion. And because of that, I, I believe that it shapes their reality. And so if they believe that they're eating decently or that they're not eating as bad as maybe their friends or because their metabolism is incredibly high, they're not, um, and they're, and they're thinner and they're more slender then they're, they're not going to get obese or they're not going to have X, Y, and Z issues. Right. I think your, your mental has a lot to do with the physical too, which is what you just mentioned. So uh -huh. I'd love to talk more about how you work with your clients or what really inspires you in the, the health realm as it pertains to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
most people don't understand, and I like to preface this first, that um, you know, there's a, a mind-body connection, literally. It's a mind-gut connection. So you have signals that, uh, and I'm not going to get too in-depth, you have signals that go from your mind to your gut, and it's called neurotransmitters. So there are more signals being sent from your gut to your brain than your brain to your gut. So we think what we're doing, we think we're hungry, and in reality, your gut is either unhealthy or it hasn't digested properly or, or things are going on down there that, you know, is a result of a lot of our signs and symptoms that we're dealing with health wise. So whether that be, oh, I'm hurting, I have aches and pains, my joints are hurting, probably stem from bad gut health. Oh, um, you know, my, my skin is breaking out or I'm not as vibrant or whatever that situation is, a lot of times that's bad toxins in your gut. So, or my, I have anxiety or, or depression or I just don't feel well mentally gut, okay? And, and that is scientifically proven via studies, okay? So I don't want to dive too deep in the science, but I like to preface that first, that there is science behind this that you might be feeling right now. So on the mental side is, is why I focus and tie those two in because when people come to me and to answer your question, um, how do I work with my clients? Uh, when people come to me, a lot of the questions that I get typically and any wellness or health or nutrition person, doctor, well, I, I just, I need help or I, I need to get right. Or I, those general questions, oh, I need to get my nutrition in order or I need to lose 30 pounds. And I immediately block that out, immediately. I don't even address the nutrition part. So we're asking questions on what's going on in your life. I need to know what's going on because a lot of times um, these things stem, and I'll give you a prime example. Um, I had a recent call with a potential client that um, you know, she was looking to overcome you know, inflammation in her gut with her colon. She had been on all these medications. And essentially, we stem down to the root cause that she developed early on in her life that she was on her own. So at 13, 14, 15 years old, she was on her own. And her mindset around money and her mindset around what ideal health looked like was not where it needs to be. So we had to get to understand exactly where her priorities were going so she can actually invest more of her time, maybe even some of her finances to get to an ideal health state. So that's usually where I try to dive deep into the root cause, not only when we're talking about health, but in, in your life too, about where are these thoughts stemming from of why you're not doing something. So it's very easy, right? Oh, I know how to eat healthy. It's everywhere. We have the nutrition pyramid. We have Google. We have all these things. So why isn't ninety? Why aren't ninety percent of people healthy at their ideal weight, where they want to be? A lot of the times, it's existential factors. You know, the go that's going on in their life. Either this, their job is stressing them out. It's the relationship that's stressing them out. It's um, you know just life and success in general. Now, even with this social media. Um, digital marketing age, you know, you have stuff popping up everywhere on every device and you're looking at your life like, oh, wellness, health, uh, I, I'll get to that. Or either you're looking at somebody specifically and you're going into this envious comparison, um, jealous, um, now it's reflecting back on you and saying, well, I want to look like that. I'll never get like that. And that's immediately why I need to get snatched 
and go on this 30 day, you know, restrictive diet because I need results fast. And in, in this grand scheme of things, that's typically how I, I get to the root cause of where we need to focus for that client that I'm dealing with. Um, because when, when we deal with improving your relationship, um, and I don't dive too deep into that because I'm not a relationship coach, but it involves in what I'm doing to get you to understand if you improve that relationship, get your husband, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever that is in your life, either it's your mom, your dad, your parents, if you get them involved, then you, they understand that, hey, like, oh, she's on her health journey. I need to help her out. I don't need to bring stuff in. So that relationship is better. If you're going to your job and your workplace and your coworkers know that you're on your health journey, you've told Susie, you're like, hey, hey, I'm, I'm getting my life together. You know, I can't have that. And they respect that. Then that's a whole different situation. Um, so all these things stem from why people aren't acting and doing. And it's holding people back from getting where they want to be on top of all the overwhelm of the information that's out there of who's right and who's wrong. And um, that's something we can dive into as well. Um, you know, should I be doing a vegan diet? Should I be doing a ketogenic diet? Should I do intermittent fasting? Will it work for this person? It work for that person. And what I like to do is I like to educate the person on what they're interested in. So if someone comes to me and says, hey, you know, I'm interested in intermittent fasting. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Um, I heard it worked for my friend. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, what does your schedule look like? Well, I have calls first thing in the morning and I'm busy and, and I got to run the kids over here and I got to do this and I'm kind of hungry and I'm tired. Well, maybe intermittent fasting is not necessarily the best for you because you're on the go very quickly and it seems like you need some fuel. So maybe a slight fast where you maybe have a snack in the morning. So you're at least fueled for the morning and then you can maybe have your first meal by 11, 12 or 1 p.m. You know, so it just, it based, it's, it's every situation is different, which is why cookie cutter programs and, and certain coaches, I just, I look at and I'm like, you're dealing with people's health and their livelihood and you're not educating somebody on if that's even the right thing for them. You know, is a ketogenic right for a female, for some females that are dealing with hormonal issues that need carbs substantially for certain disease states, you know, so that's, I hope that gives you guys a little background to how my my background uh, in, in healthcare actually helps me in doing what I'm doing now because I have this holistic view of that. I'm dealing with an individual and that individual is important to me. And it's not, I'm going to throw them this. I'm going to ask them hard questions. That's going to get to the root cause that probably some people have never asked them. And um, that's why I love what I do is because a lot of times people aren't asking these hard questions because people don't have time. The doctors don't have time. Certain pharmacists don't have time. Their friends don't have time. Family doesn't have time. Job doesn't care. Trainer might have time, but he's really just working you out. He's not really knowledgeable in nutrition necessarily. He doesn't have time. They're not paying him enough. You know, it's just so many different things that are going on. And I grasp the time. I take time with people. So, um, but yeah. That's kind of how I work with, with and help my clients. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you know, one thing that I feel is a recurring theme here in this conversation so far, we haven't been talking that long, but I'm, I'm noticing that slowing down is key. 
and taking things slow is important. That's that's kind of what I'm hearing. So for those of you who are listening in and you're wondering, okay, well, what should I be notating here? Those are the two things. I think we have this lifestyle that is going 90 miles per hour and everybody is really going 90 miles per hour because we're all trying to get things and that's sort of the culture we live in. However, it is really important to slow down for a myriad of reasons. And one of those is, is obviously health, and that's at the top because the health and the wellness and the fitness and the nutrition all kind of fall under one big ass umbrella that we need to make sure we are attending to. So one thing that I think is really important for people besides slowing down is that notion of taking one step at a time. And for me, I struggle with this and I will be completely transparent because we live in a culture that not only is super quick, but it's a now based culture. Mm -hmm. I can order something on Amazon and sometimes I can get that shit within like a couple of hours to like the next day or the next day after the longest I have to wait for anything is like two days. Mm -hmm. So when I start a diet, it's, it's like, okay, well I should be thin and beautiful within two days. Like that's Mm -hmm. should, I mean, that's how our minds are. So taking it one day at a time really does make it difficult. And also just to kind of confirm or kind of compare it to different industries, you look at entrepreneurs, you see a lot of entrepreneurs out there saying, yeah, you know, I made $18,000 in two weeks by just putting <laughs> on Instagram for two minutes a day. And like shit like that is what I think is tarnishing mm-hmm. our reality. And it's making it seem like these drastic results are what's possible. And in, in reality, half of this stuff isn't even true. And the other half of it, there's way more not being said than is being said. So they're not showing you that it took them, you know, 18 tries to get to that number, right? Within two weeks, they didn't tell you that it took three people and investing in a business coach and, you know, switching to Geico. Like they didn't tell you all of that. So that's the part I think that we really need to work on a little bit more is taking things slowly and then taking, taking things one step at a time, because if we're not doing that, um, it does seem to backfire. And, and my fear, one of my fears, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, one of my fears with taking things one step at a time is that I'll lose focus or that I won't see results and I'll get discouraged or that I won't be consistent. So how can you speak to anybody who's listening who has one or maybe a combination of those sort of thoughts going on in their head? For the, um, just the, the on the go, well, for feeling like if they slow down and take things one yeah. step at a time, that they'll either be, they'll, they'll fall off the wagon, right? They'll yeah, just get yeah. distracted. Somebody will come over because not everybody respects boundaries. And so you could easily decide to do a ketogenic diet. And then everybody around you is like, yeah, screw that. I'm going to keep eating whatever the hell I've been eating. <laughs> trash. And you know, you. that's a problem. One of the girls I follow, um, Rachel Brayton, yoga girl, she mm-hmm. just posted the other day. She got like super sick last year and she had shingles and like a throat infection. Just all this stuff happened to her. And mm-hmm. one of the things she mentioned was that her husband loves to eat like prepackaged vegan food and he loves just eating carbs and just a bunch of crap. She was eating sweets, even though they were vegan because she's vegan. She's eating sweet pastries and she was having a bunch of caffeine every day because I guess they have a cappuccino maker and her husband mm. loves to make them. So her diet was trash because of really the influence of other people, but also mm-hmm. choosing to eat that way. So yeah. when you are around other people who maybe don't um, 
want to do the same thing as you or have the same goals as you. Getting mm. off the wagon is huge. Being consistent is huge or being inconsistent is a, is a big fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just losing focus and being like, eh, well, I actually don't look that bad. I mean, a size 12 isn't that bad. You know what I mean? Like that, those are yeah. the things people struggle with. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I always go back to it and it's, it's very difficult um, to do this as easy as it sounds, I guess, but going back to that, why, like, why do you want to even get your health in order? Why do you want to be, you know, snatched? Why do you want a bigger booty? Why do you want these clothes to fit differently? Um, is it because you want somebody to notice you? Is it because, um, is, you know, whatever that is, you have to, you know, either physically write that down, tell that to yourself. And this can go into some strategies of NLP or neural linguistic programming of how to program your mind to constantly go back into this state of, of why am I starting this? Why am I doing this? Cause what that will do each and every day is remove all of the, the factors that aren't um, pouring into you, that aren't supporting you, that aren't adding value to what you're doing. And that's, primarily, I guess, how I'm able to go to the gym because I, I see the value in, um, you know, improving my health. Cause I feel it the next day, if I don't exercise for two or three or four days, even though I've done that before, um, I do see the difference and feel the difference of my productivity, which affects my money. If I don't fuel my body the way I do. So I see a deeper root of why it's important And I think to answer your question um, and to help everybody that's listening, you have to either write this down. Why do I want this? And fill in that blank. And if you are struggling with that question, that's where you need to start. Because if you aren't able to go back to something, then you're constantly going to get thrown off. You know, for like your friend, you know, her husband, and uh, I think you say your husband is, 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 um, you know, eating all this and, and, and doing things that is not supporting her and not fulfilling her. But if you reverse your thinking, it's like, well, I care about my husband. So if I, if I do this and I change myself, what impact is that going to have on maybe him changing? So instead of telling people what to do or blaming it on somebody else, and yet taking ownership, like how can I invest in myself to maybe help somebody else that I love, you know, and that's what I've had to do personally for, you know, my parents. And I know, uh, Whitney, you were telling me about your, your grandma who was very stubborn and people are stuck in their ways. You know, my mom is like that. So I'm not able to tell my mom, Hey mom, you need to do this. I need to show her. So when I'm at home, I'm going about my day. I'm, I'm still, you know, cooking my normal meals that I would have when I'm, of course I, I eat my mom's cooking, but I, I still go to the grocery store, eat my normal food that I have when I'm, you know, here in Dallas. And she's like, Oh, what is, what is that? So I'm like, Oh, you want to know what that is? Oh, that doesn't taste so bad. Exactly. So you have to just take action. And, and that's how you, you create this chain effect of affecting people that you love. And now you become the authority figure. Everyone starts gravitating towards you because like, man, something's going on. Something's going on with them. Either their energy's higher, they're, they're feeling better, they're looking better. You know, she walked into the office today, just 
you know, on point. Something's going on. People can sense that. So be that, be that figure for other people. Everybody's got leadership's qualities and skills within them. And instead of blaming somebody else, take that ownership and say, hey, like, this is my body. This is my health. And I love my husband. I love these people around me that aren't doing and supporting what I believe is important. So I'm going to bring them along the journey with me, even if I have to be that pioneer. So that's what I would kind of say to people is, is, is take, take ownership and leadership in that um, and, and quit blaming other people for, for your own choices. Cause everyone has choices. Just, you know, if you make the wrong choice, just own up to it. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think what I'm hearing too is just having integrity. Yes. So when you're writing something down or when you're doing something and making sure that you follow through with it, because deep down it is something that you want. If it's not a strong enough why that typically doesn't propel you. And that's probably one of the reasons why in the past I am one of those people who decided, Oh, I'm going to do this. It's going to be great because I saw some girl on YouTube. She did it and she had these results <laughs> and I tried to do the same thing and I'm disappointed within like 45 minutes because again, <laughs> I'm expecting immediate results, but I think when the why is deep enough, right? Yeah. When, like, for instance, using this podcast as an example, I've been podcasting now for like well over a year and I love doing it. There really isn't anything more than that. I just love doing it. That is my why. Why do I do it? Because I love doing it. I enjoy it. And that has been enough to propel me to continue to do it. When I've seen other people kind of start and stop or <laughs> fizzle, they say, I think the average podcast has like seven episodes and then they just like kind of fall off. Mm -hmm. That's what people, people do. And so the same thing could be said about a number of things, but your why has to be what drives you? Because if it isn't, you will kind of get distracted or veer off the road or, you know, take a, a side stop and then never really get back in the car again because you didn't really have a destination. Um, and that's important, I think, to, to really drive home. So if you guys are kind of going through and taking notes or need some sort of motivation, this is that nudge to have some integrity and figure out why the hell you want something so bad. Um, today I went to brunch and we were doing something there was some chick on tv who looked like j-lo but wasn't and then we started talking about j-lo and j-lo recently posted this like epic body picture and when i saw it i was like holy shit she looks like she's a bodybuilder at this point or maybe it was the angle or i don't know but we all know j-lo is physically fit she has been for a really really long time mm -hmm. but seeing her was like omg and it becomes very it, for me i look at it as very inspiring i don't look at it as well damn i need to blah 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 like I don't go down that route, but a lot of people do. So when it comes to mindset and when it comes to really being okay with where you are and, and having the goals and having that integrity to move towards them, but what do you say to people who really want to make sure that they are loving themselves where they are and kind of enjoying the journey while they're taking it slow? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing for me um, in loving yourself and, and, and valuing yourself it is, is to remove and have alone time. I think that's the biggest thing that has helped not only me, but um, you know, I see helping others is, is we are constantly throwing the fire of movement um, and we're moving so fast, but taking time alone, people hate that. They're like, well, I don't know who wants to be alone. 
it's like, that's when you find yourself. That's when you really get in tune. That's when um, you're, you're able to really question yourself and, and, and be real with yourself without anybody else's opinion, but your own. And you are putting those positive affirmations. You're putting those positive energy and, and things that you want in your life. Um, so I, for me personally, what that looks like would be some form of meditation or prayer, um, whatever that is for you. And I think that's how you begin to start loving yourself is because you are putting that energy within yourself. And then once you go out into society, you go out into these um, you know, different opportunities, you, you move up the ladder of success, then you've never left yourself because you're constantly, you've already told yourself that. You, you've already said that, hey, I'm going to get this. Hey, I, I'm, I'm beautiful. Hey, I'm, and people think it's crazy, but it's so very true that once you've embodied that, literally anybody that comes at you with some negativity, any comments, any, um, you know, constructive criticism as people, you know, say they're being constructive, but any criticism that is coming towards you, like, hey, this was my idea. I already put it into place. I appreciate your opinion and, and thank you so much. But uh, this is the route I'm going. And that's when you see a leader. Um, and we've all seen it, right? We've seen the best leaders being able to take criticism and being able to take the hits and blows and step back up because they've already, in their mind, they're like, hey, I'm already at the end. I'm just, I'm just taking these blows along, along the path. I've already, I already see what I, I want. You know, I already see that you know, where my end goal is. And I think that is where you start to pour into love um, yourself more with strategies such as meditation. So, um, you know, what that looks like for me uh, strategically is, you know, there's apps out there that I use and, and that I recommend for people to use. Um, one is a simple, it's called Simple Habit. Um, so it's like a five minute meditation app that pops up on my phone every morning and I just go through the meditation practices and then I write in my journal about, um, you know, what I, what I thought about that or what I was thinking that morning. And if any negative thoughts come in, because we wake up and many people just go and you never take time. And I think that's why meditation or some type of silence in the morning is so important is because when you jump up and you've immediately got emails, you've immediately got texts, you immediately check social, you immediately grab your coffee and go and you get into the workplace. And now, you know, either you are the boss or you've got a boss and you've got to direct and micromanage people. So you never get time to say, Hey, I've had a great day. I don't know about y'all's day, but I started the day off just fine. So <laughs> we're going to end this day just fine. And I think um, that is so imperative. It doesn't take that long. Um, that could be prayer for you. That could be just writing down positive affirmations. It could be five things, three to five things that you believe, hey, I'm going to make this amount of money. I'm going to live here. I'm going to have this bomb, bomb body. I'm going to you know, do this. Whatever it is for you that you want to accomplish, Like continuously tell yourself that. So when you go out into society, like I said, no one is interrupting that. Only you are the person that is, you know, in the way, you know, and that goes back to mindset and that goes back to loving yourself and fulfilling yourself and pouring into yourself and whatever that way is to get there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would tell that person. Perfect. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think what we could do is maybe, um, 
we could spend a little time on Instagram Live talking about NLP. Mm, yeah. So for those of you who are okay. listening, um, make sure you are following us on social media. I will put obviously all of the links in the show notes. Um, I will put some of the self affirmations, and I will put the Simple Habit app. Um, one thing too, you know, I've mentioned just like in the past about meditation and, and there, you can set a timer on your phone. If you're one of those mm-hmm. people who have maxed out your, your phone's capacity and, or you just don't want to download random apps, then mm-hmm. don't do it. Just, you know, I think a lot of times we put building blocks in our own way and we make obstacles really out of nothing and just decide that that's the reason why we're not going to do something or why we can't do something. And I'm here to call bullshit on all of that because it's Mm -hmm. not, if you want something bad enough, let me tell you, I get that not everybody grew up a spoiled brat like myself, but I was taught very early that if I wanted something, I would have to figure it out. And if I wanted it bad enough, I would figure it out. And, you know, not everything is meant to be or not everything is, is going to happen the way you want it to happen. I was actually just watching um, Michael B. Jordan talking to Oprah about um, him being on the Black Panther. And he's, he meditates and he does a lot of different, like, practices on himself and whatnot. But he said back in, like, years ago that he wanted to be in Black Panther. And I think he said he wanted to be Black Panther. Like, that was his goal. Now, if you remember Black Panther, he was not, Black Panther, right? He was Killmonger. He was not the same guy. So, and he addressed that and he said, yeah, I wasn't Black Panther, but I was in the movie and I was a part of this movement and I got to play somebody amazing and I had to do some really deep work and all of these things happened because he got to do something very similar to what his goal was. So I think, you know, it's really important to look at stories like that. You may not always get exactly what it is that you wanted, but you may get something even better or slightly different or just as good. So um, for me, I think that's a really big takeaway. Um, It's something that I had to learn over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. But please do not make the excuse that you can't meditate or that you can't figure out some sort of self-care practice or some sort of mindset work. We can journal. You don't need a fancy $12 journal from Target that says (laughs) smiles and rainbow. You don't need that. Like I've I've been that person who's like, well, I should just go and get, you know, I should just go get the right tools. I'm going to need all these things to do this really simple Mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, we make it way more complicated than it ever needs to be. So please do not do that. Um, I will put the information that we've referenced in the show notes and we will go live on Instagram. If you're watching or if you're listening to this and you didn't get a chance to watch the Instagram, we will figure out another way to make, I'm actually working on that now, how I'm going to create videos for later viewing. Um, And I may start doing it on Facebook instead in my Facebook group. Um, So if you're interested in that, definitely comment on the website networkinspill.com or send me a dm but for now we will go live brian we will go live yes. at some point and we will talk about nlp in more detail Love but it. i do want to ask you just like two more questions of course um one question is when it comes to really pouring into yourself and reinvesting in back into yourself. Mm-hmm. What are some books besides meditation and stuff, but like what are some books or some activities that you do to really reinvigorate yourself or motivate yourself to kind of hit these goals and do the things that you want to do? Yeah. Um, great question. Uh, I think that there's definitely value in pouring into yourself and reading and, and and listening to podcasts and listening and watching on social and listening to all these motivational and following these motivational people. But I do want to preface again that this is another roadblock that people 
have in their life is they're consuming and never acting. So I want to say that first uh, is that there's definitely value in consumption, but you have to take things in small doses and start implementing um, whatever that you're taking out of these books. So that being said, my, my number one, and this is very, a very male, I guess, masculine dominant book per se, I guess. Um, but it's relentless. Um, that's by Tim S. Grover. And, uh, but I think women um, and everyone could read this and it's talking from a sports standpoint, but it's also talking about just being, um, having these different levels of, of blockage and what makes a great, great leader and a great, great executor and a, a cleaner as, as they call it. So um, the reference of a cleaner is somebody that literally it, it will sweep the floor of, of success and never is, is satisfied. So you think of the greats in, in different industries, whether it be business, entrepreneurship, uh, sports, um, female activism, politics, whatever that is, you're looking at them and you're saying, well, how in the world do they keep going? Like, I don't understand. They have everything. And that's the definition of a clean, a cleaner and somebody that is being relentless in their pursuit of their passion. So that is the number one book that has kind of impacted me. Um, I do need to still read becoming because I, I want to get that. And I heard it's an amazing, amazing book um, by Michelle Obama. And I know it's, I mean, it's at the top of the top of the list. Um, Start with why is another one that I think is essential. And these are not just entrepreneurship books. These are just personal development books that I think will get you into this mindset of the blocks. So you can actually start taking action on either your wellness, your nutrition, your health, or just, um, what you want to do if you're a spy entrepreneur, if you're in the corporate arena and you're looking to move up the ladder, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, and that one's by Simon Sinek. Um, and I think that is, is huge as well. Uh, the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. So like I was talking about earlier, how do you continuously put on top of one thing on another and have this building block, this compounding effect um, so each and every step that you're taking each and every day is adding on to the end goal. So again, health, wellness, you want to write a book, you want to start a podcast, you want to um, move up in the corporate ladder, you want to get to that level, you want to buy a house, you want to get that guy, that girl that have that loving relationship, whatever that is, are you each and every day, can you say at the end of the day, hey, I had a W today. And a lot of people can't say that because you're just looking towards the weekend. You're just saying, oh, TGI, TG, you know, IF, I can't even remember the acronym. Thank God it's Friday because <laughs> uh, I don't even say it anymore. Like you wait till that day and your weekend's like, oh, I went by too fast. And if you're looking at each and every day as a compounding effect, like you could say at the end of the day, man, I did this small thing today. So by the end of this month, I'm going to be at some point in my goal. Um, ego is the enemy by Ryan holiday. So how is your ego standing in the way? That was another impactful book that I would put probably in my top five. Um, what else podcasts that I listened to? I definitely listened to a different variety of podcasts. That was kind of my big thing. I were on a podcast right now. I have my own podcast, but, um, 
one of the top ones, I guess I listen to, um, I listen to a couple of faithful, I mean, faith based podcasts. Um, I definitely listen to Oprah's podcast just to get that side of things. I'm a love the way she asks certain questions because a lot of my clients are women primarily. So I like, I have to dive deep into what women are thinking. Um, Impact Theory is a huge one for me by Tom Bilyeu. He has some amazing guests on there from a variety of different, uh, you know, disciplines from health and wellness to mindset to activism, um, everything in between. And I love the way he just educates um, on that podcast. Um, what else? Uh, I think those would be my main ones right now. And I'm, I'm probably forgetting some. But those would be my main kind of ways I pour into myself. And I, I do it periodically because, again, I don't, I don't like to consume too much. I like to take a little bit in and then take some action on those steps. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And if you think of more, you can obviously talk to them or talk about them in an IJ live that we do later yeah. or, you know, at some later time. And I will link all of these books. You listed like 10 books. I'll list yeah. all the books in the show notes so you can kind of click. And I've read a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. the, um, what is your why? And um, mm-hmm. the Becoming book is actually on my list as well. I think I have yeah. And I had Gary Ware on the show a few weeks back and he talked about it and he loves it. Everybody loves this book. Mm-hmm. And it's still doing so, so well. I think it's the number one yeah. memoir of all time or something right now. Now, um, yeah, it's just it's doing really, really well. So we'll probably have like a book club or something on that later. But, um, but yeah, that's good. I think you know, guys, it's important to have a list of a lot of things that inspire you that you can go to. One thing I I started doing recently was just listening to like an hour of something positive mm-hmm. every day. I try to do it earlier in the day, but especially if I'm doing something mundane like laundry or ironing and um, stuff like that. While I was vacuuming the other day, I listened to like this entire video on YouTube and it's nice to have stuff like that. Um, I've talked about reading 10 pages a day of a book that inspires you or motivates you. Like there's so many ways you can put this stuff into your everyday life. Even if you are super, super busy, a lot of people spend a lot of time in the toilet. Um, I don't think we talk about that enough Yeah, you're in there for like longer than five minutes. You could be doing something really productive. Um, so that's one of the things I, I'm a very big person on is just like, there's time for stuff. Like if you really want to do some shit, typically you can. And if you can't, you can figure out a way to make it happen over time, or you can just figure out a way to carve it into your impactful day or whatever it is that you're doing. So I don't believe that there's not enough time to do a lot of stuff. Um, but I will link all of these in the show notes and, um, you guys can definitely check them out. And if you listen to them, obviously PM us and let us know that you listened to a certain podcast or you found a motivational book or you read one of the books listed and you loved it. Um, okay. So the last question that I have, um, is my favorite question. And that is, can you tell us a time when networking in some way, shape or form changed your life? Ooh, I spurred this one on me. Um, let's see here. I think it was a conversation. Um, I was so I have a background in, in golf. Most people don't just random, but um, I went to college on golf scholarship, and and I 
that's kind of where I did a lot of my meet and greets uh, as I was moving throughout the, you know, Morehouse network. And then pharmacy school, I went to a lot of alumni kind of events and got invited to a bunch of golf outings. So long story short, there was a, uh, an older black gentleman that, that told me uh, one time that, you know, I met him on the, the tee box and, you know, he said, Hey, Hey son, you want to, you know, join us? And I was like, Oh God, who are these old guys? <laughs> oh, man. And from there I was like, okay, I, I don't feel like waiting. So I'll join them. And I think the beauty of that situation was I, I took away, first of all, is to never assume, never, um, take anything for granted when you are meeting a new person or when you assume that that person may not, couldn't help you at all because it doesn't look like they could help you. And as we went through this four hour round of golf, I found out that this, uh, this African-American older gentleman was a CEO of a pharmaceutical company. And um, from then on, he just gave me a bunch of nuggets and, uh, he's still a mentor today um, of being at a high level in one of, you know, pharmaceutical company. And that was not only impactful. He told me, son, you will have everything at your grasp. But if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you stand for, if you don't know where you're going, then nothing is going to matter. All these degrees aren't going to matter all this, you know, high level success that you're looking to achieve isn't going to matter if you don't know who you are. And I think that's the biggest thing that stuck with me uh, from a networking perspective, that it wasn't planned necessarily. And we think about networking as being going to an event, dressing up, you know, having the, having your business cards all packed and, and ready and, you know, go talk to the person that is standing off to the side. Talk to somebody, get to know them, dig deep, tell your story. And once you're able to do that, you just never know who that person is going to know. And some people are, I'm a natural introvert, guys. And, and some people just feel like, well, I don't want to tell everything about me. And that person doesn't need to know my story and where I'm from and what I've dealt with. I don't know who that is. And that's where you're wrong. Your story is who you are and where you're going and it makes you who you are because you can achieve all the high level success. If you're still from the streets, streets still going to come out of you. If I'm still from Alabama, I still love my mom's cooking and I'll probably still eat fried chicken, you know? So it's, it, it makes you who you are and own that and, and take that with you wherever you're going. And that's how you become and stay authentic um, to, to who you are and your purpose and your mission. Love it. Yes. You never know who you're going to meet. It's so important to be open-minded. I worked at a car dealership years ago (laughs) and that's, you know, we would sort of profile people and make these assumptions. And after a while it's like, yeah, you really just don't know. And sometimes you're right. Right. Sometimes you're right. You should definitely listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I think we let our ego do the driving and, um, we obviously, you know, we're, we're, like I said before, we're going so fast. We don't always slow down enough to see some of the amazing people that are right in front of us. And, mm. um, yeah, that's a really cool story. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, now, cool. the end is always about you and what you're doing and yeah. where people can find you. So tell me your website and tell me who should hit you up um, and really what you're working on right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Great. So first of all, thank you so much, Whitney, for having me on. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this informational podcast we've given. She's doing some awesome things and I'm just blessed to be on here. But um, you can find me at www.envisionhealth.com. So that's E-N-V-I-Z-I-O-N health. Dot com And that is my business website where I uh, house all my holistic health and life coaching um, programs, businesses. I have my apparel on there. I have, you know, courses and, and different things, um, eBooks. So you guys can go visit there. Um, and then, you know, just hit me up and I can, you know, shoot you towards my free, uh, you know, four day reset program that I have for mind and body that I always give to people. Um, so that'll be a gift for you know your audience as well. Um, and then you can find me on all my social media net, uh, outlets, which would be at Dr. D.R. McEldery, my last name, M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. Um, and I'm on all social media networks. Um, yeah. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Everything. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I guess what I'm working on now to answer that question Um yeah, it's got a lot of things in the works, but I think my main thing is just focus solely on the business um, right now. Um, I'm hoping to throw my first ever event. So I think that is just pray for me, guys. I, it, it, that's one thing that does scare me because uh, I can be present in person and to people. and But housing something that is in person where you're trying to build this and create sponsorships and create this experience for people. I think that's one thing that I'm just trying to fight and and make the best experience that I can. Um, so that's what I'm kind of working on now for Q2 and maybe even Q3. So we'll see what that looks like. Sweet. Well, good luck. I'm excited to see what you put together and guys, obviously all of the links to all of the things will be in the show notes. So don't worry. Um, if you do have your phone out, obviously follow Brian on social media, whichever one you are the most privy to. Um, but I will, I will link all of that as well as the website and the link so that you can get that freebie. Uh, if you want to do a reset, um, if you have any questions, definitely, you know, there was a lot that we talked about. I know we may not have hit on the one burning question you might have around health or just something that kind of came up, right? If something comes up while you're listening to really any of my shows, but at anybody's show, definitely bookmark that as something that you should look into. Um, maybe it's just a, a thought, an affirmation that you're, you're saying on repeat, you know, something maybe that's not so positive or something that you've just always wanted to know. Pay attention to these things that come up and write them down, text them, put them in your notes in your phone, and then reach out and get that, that information or that guidance or that answer. Um, and we're definitely open for Q&A. So awesome. All right, guys, make sure you're following me at Whitney Danielle Coaching on the gram. Um, the Network and Spill Instagram is uh, it's doing, it's doing a little mini makeover right now. I'm kind of excited about it. So pay attention and make sure you're following me on both Instagram accounts. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you are subscribed. Um, and actually, I will also link, Brian, your podcast as well so people can check that out. Yeah, um, of course. Thank you. You're on I. I, I always want to say iTunes, Google and Apple mm -hmm. Podcasts. Mm -hmm okay so you guys can follow his podcast as well if you liked his style um and yeah thank you so much for tuning in we will catch you next thursday all right guys cheers bye